Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The big is back. I remember when you kept your sweaters in the stove. And it's time for more holiday cheer. <laughs> she just got pegged by Santa. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch on Thursday, December 9th. We're counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. Jennifer Aniston has revealed that she was so overcome with emotion while filming this year's Friends reunion that she had to excuse herself from the set a few times. In an interview with The Hollywood Reporter, the actress said she and fellow castmates Courtney Cox, Lisa Kudrow, Matt LeBlanc, Matthew Perry, and David Schwimmer were all ready for how fun it was going to be, but they weren't prepared for the emotions. Aniston told THR, quote, It just took me by surprise because it was like, hi, past, remember me? Remember how that sucked? You thought everything was in front of you and life was going to be just gorgeous, and then you went through maybe the hardest time in your life? It was all very jarring, and of course, you've got cameras everywhere, and I'm already a little emotionally accessible, I guess you could say, so I had to walk out at certain points. I don't know how they cut around it. If you haven't checked out that reunion, it's available to stream on HBO Max. Who's ready for a Walker family origin story? A Walker spinoff titled Walker Independence is currently in development at the CW with a story that dates back to the 1800s. Per an official description, the series follows Abby Walker, an affluent Bostonian whose husband is murdered before her eyes while on their journey out west. On her quest for revenge, Abby crosses paths with Royt Hollins, a lovable rogue in search of purpose. Abby and Hoyt's journey takes them to Independence, Texas, where they encounter diverse, eclectic residents running from their own troubled pasts and chasing their dreams. Our newfound family will struggle with the changing world around them while becoming agents of change themselves in a town where nothing is what it seems. No word yet on casting. And Jeopardy! has announced that current hosts Ken Jennings and Mayim Bialik will continue hosting the longtime quiz show in the new year through the end of season 38. For more on those stories, plus other news, reviews, interviews, and more, head on over to EW.com. Today's number three pick is the only Christmas movie to feature both Breaking Bad and Real Housewives stars, The Housewives of the North Pole. Betsy Brandt and Kyle Richards star in this Peacock holiday movie as Diana and Trish, who are known as the Christmas queens of a town in Vermont called, yes, North Pole. The two have dominated the best holiday house decorating competition for the past nine years. But just days before Christmas, a serious argument ends their friendship and sparks a town-wide feud, while a very hungry magazine writer blows into town with plans to pin an expose titled Real Housewives of the North Pole. In the town of North Pole, we know how to do Christmas. And for me and my best friend... 
There is no competition. You're Trish and Diana, the unstoppable duo who wins the home decorating contest every Christmas. Diana is the yin to my yang. But when the whole season is about going over the top, I have held this title for 10 years. I'm not letting someone else take it from me now. I just feel like you're always pushing me. What is that supposed to mean? It's not always about winning. It's easy to go too far. Please tell me you got that. Your move, Aaron Paul and Lisa Renna. You can find Housewives of the North Pole streaming on Peacock now. Now, school's out for the season for our number two pick, The Sex Lives of College Girls. The HBO Max comedy is wrapping up its first season today, but campus will only be temporarily closed as the series has already been renewed for season two. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. In the final two episodes of season one, Kimberly, Layton, Whitney, and Bella will each learn the value of telling the truth, even when it's not easy. Bella's comedy dreams hang in the balance as she takes a stand against the Catullans' toxic culture and navigates the unjust fallout of exposing assault, while Whitney faces the whole truth about Dalton, the assistant soccer coach she's been sleeping with. Elsewhere, after falling out with Nico, a distraught Kimberly considers cheating on a midterm, and Leighton's fear of going public with Alicia upends their weekend getaway. But at least there's an anything-but-clothes party to help them work through the stress. Here's a clip from the finale. Hey, do any of you want my outfit for the anything-but-clothes party? I'm not going. What?! Wait, you're not going to the party with us? You made Whitney go to the Caribbean night party when she had mono. I had fluid in my lungs. Bella, you have to go. We're all going. I can't. My soul is crushed. My comedy dreams are over. I guess now I'll just have to become a lame scientist cures IBS or some sh- You're f***ing going! Alas, we can't reveal more for fear of spoilers, but suffice it to say, there's more to unpack there. It's been quite the journey for our four leads over these 10 episodes. Here is Aaliyah Chanel Scott, who plays Whitney, reflecting on her character's arc across the first season. As we started filming, I remember feeling like, oh my God, I was getting so mad at Whitney. Like, as I was acting, I was like, Jesus, why are we having this conversation again? Like, can she just figure it out faster? Like, can yeah. we let this go? But she really, like, has to go through it. And I remember getting, like, the drafts of, like, six and seven and eight and seeing how the Dalton situation, like, sort of propels her into all of these new experiences. I was really happy with because... For a while, she has she has this perception of her life that, like, the majority of what she's experiencing is a secret. Like, all of the things she's going through, she can't share with her roommate. She can't share with anyone. So half of her life is, like, private and kept to herself. And so she's sort of hidden herself away. And it blocks her from having, like, good relationships with people because she can't open up about the majority of what she's going through. Or at least she thinks she can't. And then when she starts to, you see her, like, become more friends with everyone and, and have different experiences and, like, sort of see her personality come out because she's been, like, sort of in this toxic relationship. Yeah. <laughs> and she has, like, this big heartbreak moment and then comes into herself. So I was, like, at first I was mad. I was, like, Jesus Christ, we're still doing this Dalton thing. And then the payoff, I feel like, for Whitney and, like, where she ends up going and hopefully can continue to go if we get picked up, I feel like yeah. it's so worth because she had to go through all that mess. Obviously, that interview was done before the renewal news, but now we can all eagerly await the continuation of Whitney's journey and that of all the other girls, of course. In the meantime, the season finale of The Sex Lives of College Girls is currently streaming on HBO Max. Trivia. 
It's trivia time! The Sex Lives of College Girls co-creator Mindy Kaling is co-writing the script for what upcoming comedy sequel? Legally Blonde 3, Wedding Crashers 2, or Five Weddings and a Funeral? Stick around for the answer and our number one pick. What to Watch will be right back. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce Season 5 of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. Yet another Christmas movie is coming up this weekend with Grimm's Claire Coffee starring in A New Lease on Christmas, premiering Sunday at 8 p.m. on ION. Coffee plays a single real estate agent who falls for a handsome coffee shop owner, only to discover that the job she just took requires her to evict him from his shop. How very Scroogey of her. Ahead of the movie's debut, we caught up with Coffee to ask her our favorite question. What you watching? My favorite must-watch right now is a British comedy series called Motherland. It is the perfect antidote to the anxiety sandwich that we're all consuming these days. It stars the absolutely brilliant Anna Maxwell Martin and Lucy Punch. And it's written by a team led by Sharon Horgan, who I'm a huge fan of. Um, Do yourself and your blood pressure a favor and check it out. It's on Sundance now. There you have it. Check out Motherland on Sundance Now and catch coffee in a new lease on Christmas Sunday at 8 p.m. on ION. And just like that, folks, it is time for our number one pick. And just like that. HBO Max's new chapter of Sex and the City is finally here, following Carrie, Miranda, and Charlotte, but as you may have heard, not Samantha, as they move from the complicated reality of life and friendship in their 30s to the even more complicated reality of life and friendship in their 50s. We don't know much else about the revival's closely guarded plot, although we do know that Carrie seems to have settled down with Mr. Big, at least for now, and that COVID-19 will be part of the storyline in some fashion, although you wouldn't know it from the trailer. Here is a bit of that. The future is unwritten because we're all at different stages of life. Tonight, bring your A-game. How many dating apps are you on? I'm just waiting for someone to create a dating site that's called, Here's the Man You've Been Searching for, Seema. This is X, Y, and me. What about you, Carrie? Have you ever masturbated in a public place? Not since Barney's closed. (laughs) Oh, honey, I'm home. I remember when you kept your sweaters in the stove. There are always going to be roads not taken. So you can't have it all. 
No, you can. It's just really hard. See, doesn't reveal much, does it? Indeed, you would be surprised how far the production went to conceal spoilers, as stars Cynthia Nixon and Kristen Davis recently explained on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Have a listen. I have a, an important question here, is that there are rumors that you guys actually shot scenes around New York that are fake scenes to throw people off the scent to try to stop people from knowing what the plot of the series is. Yes. Is it true? Yes, yes, definitely. You shot what? Yes, definitely. <laughs> I believe you. Did That's you really, why I did play you really Charlotte. Shoot scenes at did you really yes. shoot scenes? Wow. It might be true. <laughs> So that photo of Carrie getting cozy with a mystery man might have been a misdirect all along. Hmm. But one other thing we know for sure is that the late Willie Garson will appear on the show as Stanford. Here's Nixon and Davis again. Willie was just a person who just lightened any situation that he was in and just would have you in stitches within, you know, a minute of, of coming into a conversation. Like, he was a person with incredible stories, like show business stories and stories about his own, you know, zany life and uh, his family that he comes from and the family that he created. And um, he's just a person who, I don't know, just was always with the, with the Full joke. Full of joy and so incredibly brilliant and smart. And really, even, even being sick, which we didn't know about in the beginning, he still brought oh, so much joy. Always and, just and, had and us fun. laughing. You can see Garson's final work in the first two episodes of And Just Like That, which are streaming now on HBO Max. And finally today, the answer to our trivia question. Mindy Kaling is co-writing the script for what upcoming comedy sequel? Legally Blonde 3, Wedding Crashers 2, or Five Weddings and a Funeral? We've got a ruling on this one. The answer is Legally Blonde 3. Kaling is writing the script with Brooklyn Nine-Nine co-creator Dan Gore. And while the movie is still slated for a May 2022 release, that will likely get pushed back as the script has yet to be completed. As Reese Witherspoon told E.T. in September, quote, Mindy's working hard on it, and she and I just love each other. We have a great laugh just thinking about what would Elle Woods be doing right now? Well, that is going to do it for today's episode. We'll have more news and must-see picks for you tomorrow, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm senior TV editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day. What to Watch. Today's episode of What to Watch was written by Tyler Aquilina, edited and produced by Joshua Heller, hosted and produced by Jared Hall, and executive produced by